I pray, Lord God of heaven, O great and awesome God, you who keep your covenant and mercy with those who love you and observe your commandments, please let your ear be attentive and your eyes open that you may hear the prayer of your servant, which I pray before you now, day and night. Pray with me. Let's get these blessings started. It's a daily podcast, and I'm your host, Pamela Staten. A prayer burden can be defined as a strong motivation to pray for others and to carry the needs of others before God in prayer until God responds. The Bible has a great deal to say about burdens, and we are to bear one another's burdens. We are to go the second mile in helping another person. Much of our ability to bear natural burdens is derived from developing our ability to carry spiritual burdens in prayer. A sense of spiritual weight usually accompanies a prayer burden a heaviness of heart and emotion, a spirit of mourning, or a feeling of restlessness. We can't seem to shift ourselves away from a problem or need that has come to our attention. And this is what happened with Nehemiah. So he prayed in faith that God would restore Jerusalem. When Nehemiah heard that his people lived in great distress and reproach, that the walls of Jerusalem lay in ruins, and that the gates of the city remained burned and broken, God responded and answered his prayer by sending him to Jerusalem to lead the effort of rebuilding the wall. James chapter 5 verse 16 promises the effective fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. If you feel burdened to pray for another person, then commit yourself to wholehearted intercession with thanksgiving and praise that God will act on that person's behalf. Then listen to him and obey because he may work through you as part of his answer. And like Nehemiah, you will be greatly blessed when you see God doing mighty things in response to your prayers. So that is why when a person says, please pray for me, listeners, we really should stop everything and pray for them. I love that. Now, when we reach points of despondency, despair, confusion, or desperation, going before the Lord in prayer and fasting can bring peace. It can bring clarity and direction to our situation. Now, Jerusalem's devastation led Nehemiah to his knees in prayer and fasting. Now, fasting 
in the biblical context means to abstain from food for a given period of time. Fasting doesn't just mean going hungry for a few days. It means abstaining for the purpose of focusing your attention on God and what he has to say to you. There are many excellent reasons for fasting. And here are a few. We fast to receive divine intervention when we are helpless. And when we pray and fast, we will receive what we need. We are to fast to know God's will for our lives. Fasting clears the mind and allows allows us to hear more clearly what God is saying to us. An excellent reason to fast is to respond to times of crises. And during times of crises, we need more than ever to focus on what God wants us to do. Fasting is recommended as the course of action. Read 2 Chronicles chapter 20. A reason to fast is to prepare for ministry. We need to clearly hear the Lord's voice before we embark on his work. And that's Acts 13. As we prepare for what God calls us to do, fasting puts us in a proper attitude of dependence on God and shows that we are willing to conform to his purpose and image. An excellent reason for fasting is for personal cleansing. Fasting is often practiced as a means of personal cleansing for the physical body as a way to remove impurities. But it works the same way in our spiritual lives. When we realize that we are steeped in sin, steeped in sin, listeners, fasting helps bring healing and cleansing. Read Joel chapter 2. A reason for fasting is for victory over temptation, over habits, and over bondage. Listeners, fasting equips us for the battle we wage against the devil and against our own flesh. When we fail repeatedly to defeat some sin, we should seek the Lord's help. Let me repeat. When we fail repeatedly to defeat some sin, we should seek the Lord's help. And fasting is one of the spiritual disciplines that can help us secure victory. Amen. So just saying, listeners, that fasting definitely helps you focus on God and to hear from him. I've never been a great faster, but I do believe in the effects of fasting. So good luck to you. Best wishes if you feel you need to 
go on a fast. Because I do believe when you come out on the other side, you will feel greatly blessed. And you'll be doing your mighty things in response to your prayers. Amen. Prayer is life's greatest time saver. If necessary, God will will move heaven and earth to show us his will. Fight all your battles on your knees and you will win every time. And we stand tallest and strongest on our knees. Amen. Stay right there on your knees. We'll be right back. Pray with me. Heavenly Father, I call on you right now in a special way. It is through your power that I was created. Every breath I take, every morning I wake, and every moment of every hour I live under your power. Father, I ask you now to touch me with that same power. For if you created me from nothing, you can certainly recreate me. Fill me with the healing power of your spirit. Cast out anything that should not be in me. Mend what is broken. Root out any unproductive cells. Open any blocked arteries or veins and... Rebuild any damaged areas. Remove all inflammation and cleanse any infection, Lord. Let the warmth of your healing love pass through my body to make new any unhealthy areas so that my body will function the way you created it to function. And Father, restore me to full health in mind, body, and spirit so that I may serve you the rest of my life. I ask this through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Father, how grateful we are that you are so patient with us and you love us. You see us in our weak moments and in our frailties. You pick us up when we falter, so full of forgiveness so full of love, so full of goodness, and so full of the best of everything. Lord, I pray that the Holy Spirit will sink today's message deeply into the heart of every person who hears it, and that they will respond in wisdom. They will understand the obedience that is required and that they will walk in that obedience. Lord, I pray we find the awesome, thrilling joy of knowing our living God. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Lord, for yesterday. Thank you, Lord, for leading the way. Thank you for your tender care 
today and tomorrow. We know you'll be there. Thank you, Lord, for every plight. Thank you, Lord. It will turn out right. Thank you, Lord, for today. Thank you, Lord, for leading the way. Amen. Yesterday started out, oh, goodness, as such a crazy day. Because for one, the night before, uh, I had been working really late. And I went to save the documents and the information I'd been working on. And it said the internet was down. Now, it was in the wee hours of the morning. I wasn't able to publish the podcast. I mean, it was just drama surmounting. So I said, that's okay. I said, I'm going to go to bed. And I know that when I wake up, you know, God is going to restore the internet and I'll be able to continue on with my work, et cetera, et cetera. Well, I woke up a couple hours later to check and again, try to publish the podcast and there was no internet service. I was starting to uncoil. So I called Spectrum and uh, they came on and said, yes, there's an outage in your area. We're working on it as best we can. I said, okay, I'm going to give it to Jesus. It's still early in the morning. I'm going to lay back down because I pretty much couldn't do anything else that I needed to do, like really needed to do. So I prayed and I said, God, you got to lift this or give me an answer or just save me, you know, from falling behind on my work. And then sure enough, because you know how God works, my sister called and she said, go to the library and use their internet. Now, I know that may just sound logical, but if you are semi-stressed and like, oh, what do I do? You know, your logic doesn't always kick in, but God sent a message through her that I received loud and clear. So thank you, Paula. And I went to the library. I got on the internet. I was able to conduct two Zoom calls while there. It was funny because the librarian said, Miss, these rooms are not soundproof. (laughs) But at any rate, I got through and God's hand was all over it. Give it to Jesus and he will take away every burden we have. Stay right there. I'll be back. We'll be, we've got more, you know, I'm just talking. And now from In Touch Magazine, I don't like to stay away from them too long. Always such good nuggets. Acts 13.22 tells us God's description of David. He says, he's a man after my heart who will do all my will. Now that is high praise from the creator and ruler of the universe. But this commendation is not reserved exclusively for the king of Israel. Our Father wants to describe every one of His children this way. 
A key characteristic of being a person after God's heart is to do his will, to do all his will. Now, not every act of David's life was obedience to the Lord, but his pattern was always to seek God. And when David sinned, he prayed that the Lord would search out any wicked way in him and get him back on track to become the kind of person that God intended. David also delighted in God's word. He spent quality time with him every day. And many of his intimate conversations with the Father are preserved for us in the book of Psalms. And they reveal how David trusted the Lord time and time again in all the challenges of his life. Listeners, we do not have to be perfect to become a man or woman with a heart for God. Instead, our aim should be simply spending time with our Father and developing a habit of repentance. <laughs> Woo, I squeezed it out. And it's true. The time that we spend with God, if it's quality time and our conversations are intimate, well, we will receive the same high praise from the creator and ruler of the universe because we will be after God's heart because we are willing to do all of God's will. Amen. Amen. Okay. Let's hear from God himself as he whispers in our ear. And it's from the book, He Whispers Your Name by Cherie Hill. Okay. Seek my wisdom. Each and every day you have countless decisions to make that could ultimately change your life's course. I never want you to rush into decisions and move ahead of discerning my wisdom. I know at times you feel an urgent need for quick guidance, but don't move forward blindly without seeking my advice. You'll know that the enemy wants you to be impatient, to move ahead quickly, and he encourages you to act instantly. But his desire is to rush you into a destructive path. If you'll wait on me, seeking my word and diligently listening for my voice, you will make better choices and avoid the pit of destruction. I will always lead you down the path that is best for your life. I need you to be willing to listen to me persistently and patiently. When you continually come into my presence and wait patiently upon me, you are stretching your faith, strengthening it in more ways than you can imagine. I have promised that when you call upon me, I will answer 
and I will. I may not answer you right away or give you all the details at that moment, but I will lead you step by step. So trust me, wait upon me, and allow my joy to be your strength. Does anybody else feel that this is God talking directly to you at the precise instant you need to hear his word? Well, I, for one, am raising my hand. I am raising my hand. Thank you, Lord, for your daily word. And what I drew from today's whisper is that He says, notice that the enemy wants you to be impatient, to move ahead quickly, and he encourages you to act instantly. And his desire is to rush you into a destructive path. If you'll wait on me, he says, seeking my word and diligently listening for my voice, you will make better choices and avoid the pit of destruction. I will always lead you down the path that is best for your life. So, I am going to wait for an answer that God has promised me before I make any move. Thank you for this heads up, Lord, for lack of better. Luke chapter 8, 15. Verse 15, the seeds that fell on the good soil represent honest, good-hearted people who hear God's words, cling to them, and patiently produce a huge harvest. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I have so much reading materials here. I... I just don't even know which way to turn sometimes. It just feels so, so good. Oh, my goodness. Day 104 in this new year that the Lord has made. Acts chapter 2, verse 41. Those who received his word were baptized And there were added that day about 3,000 souls. And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship to the breaking of bread and prayers. And awe came upon every soul. Well, we are at 15,997 listeners, maybe 957. I I didn't memorize it, but you know it's off the charts, and I'm so happy. We don't have a soul. We are a soul, and we happen to have a body. How would your life change if you looked at it from the perspective of your being a soul that just happens to be inhabiting a body. 
the word soul means the soul is the direct aftermath of God breathing his gift of life into a person, making them an ensouled being. Mm. Interesting. Interesting. So listeners, see yourself as an eternal creature who has been given God's breath of life, who has been endowed with a soul, and you will find yourself more awed than anxious. Pray with me. I am your breath within a body, Lord. Help me live your way. Thank you, listeners, for coming to pray with me. If you want to make a donation, it's anchor.fm forward slash Pamela hyphen M hyphen Staten forward slash support. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for praying with me. And please come back tomorrow so we can do it again. Bye for now.